0: Rejoice about our salvation. Rejoice over what God has done for each one of us. If you're saved and you know the Lord, boy, these songs mean so much. The truth in the songs, the singing them and and hearing them. What a blessing. What a tremendous blessing. And I appreciate our first responders for uh, being here to receive the the, uh, gratitude that we have for them. And uh, so our text is uh, in Psalm chapter 147. But before we get there, let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 53. In verse number 4, Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 4, we'll read a couple of verses here. We're talking about healing the broken. Isaiah 53, verse 4, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him, of course, this is talking about the Messiah, the Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Psalm 147, verse number 1. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is comely. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem, he gathereth together the outcasts of Israel, he healeth the broken in heart, and bindeth up their wounds. This is what God does for us, he heals the broken heart, and he binds up our wounds. Thank you, Lord, for your word, I pray that this morning you would help us to understand the Vital work that you do as the great physician. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for the healing that you provide. Thank you for the uh, um, health that you can give and only you. Lord, we pray that you would just help us this morning to see how these truths are realized in us who are saved, for those who come to know Christ as their Savior. And so, Lord, I pray that this morning you would indeed speak to everyone here, if there's one here without Christ, I pray that you just bless them, help them to see how much that you love them, and that you want them to be healed, that you want them to have life, that you want them to have health. And so, Lord, I pray that you would uh, help us who have eternal life and have uh, the transaction of salvation already um, realized. Lord, thank you so much. Help us to, to... uh, see what we have, and rejoice in it, and celebrate that, and and uh, have gratitude in our hearts for what you've done, Lord. Thank you for healing the broken. We pray, Lord, that you would make this uh, these next few moments to to uh, mean something for each one of us. We ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. <clears throat> the verse in Isaiah chapter fifty-three and verse number five it says, "With His stripes we are healed." In this wacky world, we have religionists who claim a physical health and wealth gospel for all that are based upon select verses like this one that are badly misinterpreted okay so they say see uh, by Jesus suffering we can all have healing talking about physical healing you can all have the things right here right uh, here on earth and and we're dealing with in the the physical realm well no if you just Keep the passage in context, as it's stated. We're dealing with transgressions and iniquities to be healed from that. That's where we get healing from. We get healing from sin. And by the way, that does not mean that God cannot heal today and that he does not heal. He does. He is powerful. He's able. And, and uh, uh, it's in his hands, and he's very capable of giving us healing in, physical, in the physical realm also. But there's no greater way to illustrate the healing from sin and a physical healing of a broken body to illustrate the spiritual healing that one can have in Christ. And that's exactly the reason that the neon sign to humanity to recognize the Messiah with healing in His wings was his physical healing of physical ailments and even being raised from the dead. The Old Testament would look forward to the Savior to come and the signs or the, or the indications of who this one would, would be would be the one that had power over death, hell, and the grave and that had power over sins and, and uh, uh, crippling situations and even death. God is concerned with healing his creation, his creation that was ruined by rebellion. Jesus, when he was here, he went about healing, curing sickness and disease, bringing health and giving sight to the blind and healing to the lame and life to the dead. We're looking at healing this morning because of the focus upon our first responders. We're so grateful for for them, for those that are involved in what God is concerned with, and that's healing the broken. They're also employed helping or nourishing or saving lives in the physical realm, and that's why we honor them today. They're the ones who jump in to help the needy where it really counts, and they're the ones who lay down their lives on the line for the misfortunate and the hurting and the, the needy, the victim, the, the unconscious. As was stated this Tuesday, we... Remember, again, 9-11, when it was reported that thousands of victims flooded down the stairs to the ground floors where the firemen and police and first responders climbed up the stairs toward the danger for the sake of the hurt and the wounded. A first responder unselfishly puts his life on the line for others, no matter the cost, and we are so grateful. We're greatly indebted to our first responders, firemen that risk their well-being to save those at risk emergency emergency medical technicians, EMTs, who man the uh, ambulances, and, and those who go out to re, uh, uh, ready to kick in with their life-sustaining work when needed. And boy, this year, as Brother Jeff said with himself personally, that experienced a heart attack, and then my precious wife, who earlier this year in January who had a heart attack, and uh, I remember calling the e m t on the phone and asking them for them to be there right away. I was ready to to put her in a car and and go to the hospital because she had uh the pains in her chest and she knew that something was bad wrong and and while she was there and still conscious, she was kind of instructing me and in what was going on and so i uh relayed that and, and just in minutes in minutes we had a uh, an aid car that came to the house and and I did not know i did not know this until much afterwards where they actually lost her on the way from the ambulance to the hospital. It was just a, a 10 or 12-minute ride. And uh, she went out, and, and we just learned uh, after connect, connecting with one of the um, uh, EMTs that she went out twice and had to revive her with, uh, with uh, uh, the resuscitation and then the paddles. Whew. Wow. Talk about grateful talk about somebody who who is so very grateful every single day. I I know that God loves me because of this woman right here. Because of how much I love her and how much that she loves me and the, and it's a, and certainly God's gift to this man and to this church, I believe. And I talk about uh, uh, immensely grateful for you know we we've had first responders Sundays before and and it just means a whole lot to to me this year much, much more than it ever has because of the things that I've experienced. All of our first responders and then police that uphold the laws of the land that guarantee our rights and liberties and safeties from anarchy and attack and crime, they put their lives on the line every day to ensure that we enjoy safety and security. Now, understanding that and having the focus on that, let's get back to the scriptures that we're dealing with. We're talking about how God is involved with Healing the brokenhearted and healing those who are broken. A spiritual sickness and infirmity is illustrated and compared to ill health or to wounds or bruises or sores. Isaiah chapter 1, verse number 4, God speaking to his people and he says, Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Why should ye be stricken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointments. Now, God begins by telling them their spiritual condition. You remember, he says they, they were committing iniquity and they were evildoers and they were uh, they were rebelling against him. That's the spiritual condition. But then he He uses the picture of a body and saying just as a, a, a body would be wounded or a body would, would be sick. The whole head is sick and the heart is faint, wounds, bruises. And he talks about that. Now, God wasn't talking about a physical body or a condition. No, it was mostly... It it was a a nation with spiritual maladies due to sins and iniquities and evil. And so he makes the the comparison, the illustration of a body with wounds and sores and sicknesses. Scripture is consistent with connecting the picture of healing with cleansing from sin. Uh, For instance, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 6. God says, behold, I will bring it health and cure. I will cure them. And will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return. And will build them as at the first. And I will cleanse them from all their iniquity. Whereby they have sinned against me. And I will pardon all their iniquities. Whereby they have sinned. And whereby they have transgressed against me. So he talks about health. And being cured from sin or sickness or disease. But then it's definitely... Associated with being forgiven, being pardoned, it's a spiritual cleansing, a spiritual uh, uh, healing so therefore, when Jesus showed up, his work was to heal, heal the soul, the, he heal the heart, uh, illustrated by physical healing and that's why that's the picture, that's the sign for Jesus. He would be the one with healing in his wings. He would be the one to actually go about healing and raising from the dead. He brought life as he raised from the dead. That, that's what his job description was. Luke chapter 14, when Jesus came into the temple at the beginning of his ministry, he opened the Old Testament and he read what pointed to Christ, the, the, uh, the, the sign that said, you'll know the Messiah Because this is the picture of the Messiah. And he read from the scripture, uh, Luke chapter 4, verse number 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And he said, now this was going to point to the Savior, and he says, here it is, it's speaking about me here today. And he read that scripture in its its specific and exact application of who Jesus was right there. He was the one sent to heal the brokenhearted, give sight to the blind, raise the dead. As a matter of fact, even his most ardent followers needed to be reassured that he precisely fulfilled the seat of that one prophesied to come doing just that. You remember when John the Baptist was in prison. He was the forerunner forerunner of Christ, and he, he uh, uh, laid the groundwork for Jesus' coming. And uh, Herod uh, put him in prison, and, and he was about to lose his life. He got discouraged in the darkness there in Luke chapter 7, verse 20. When the men were come unto him, they said, John Baptist hath sent us to... Unto thee, saying, Art thou here he that should come, or look we for another? And in the, that same hour, this is what Jesus did. Okay, I'm going to answer this question. Hang on, guys. Watch. And he turns, and the Bible says, in that same hour... Uh, okay, where am I? I lost my, my place here. Um, I'll get it. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Verse 21. And in that same hour... I should turn around and just read it there. And in that same hour, he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits. And unto many that were blind, he gave, sight. he gave sight. He was showing them this is the Messiah. And he was doing it, proving that by what he was doing, by curing, by healing, by giving sight. Verse 22. Then Jesus answering and said unto them, Okay, here you go. Go your way. And tell John what things you have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised to the poor. The gospel is preached. See, we can see cripples healed. Those that cannot walk, walk. We can can see the dead raised again. What we cannot see is a guilty soul forgiven of sin. That happens in the soul. Now, I've, I've experienced that, and though you might not be able to tell whether I'm saved or not, listen, it's, it's very evident to me or to anybody that has met the Savior that has that kind of a, a, a healing, but you know it's something you can't see, that you can't see that take place. You can see uh, someone who was blind to then be able to see physically. It was the sign of the Messiah, the sign of that one to come, this is what he would do, and he he illustrated who he was and what he was doing uh, spiritually by the physical healing that he performed. But make no mistake, a spiritual cleansing, a spiritual healing, a spiritual pardon is far greater than merely a physical healing. You remember when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, dead four days, his uh, sisters were, were uh, in grief and the, the town was mourning for him and he came to raise Lazarus from the dead. What a great, I'm talking about a, 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 an impact to that community, but you know what? Lazarus died again because that physical life that he had, the physical life that we have here, even if we're healed from that, is temporary, folks. That's That's temporary. When I was given eternal life, I'll never die. That's eternal. Just as Jesus said, he that hears my word and believeth on him that sent me has, hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. And folks, when that happens, it's eternal, not just temporary. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, Who his own self, this is speaking of Jesus, of course, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. He's quoting that Old Testament uh, Isaiah uh, uh, verse there. By whose stripes ye were healed. Healed to righteousness from dead sinfulness, raised from a spiritual death to life. That's how we are healed by those stripes. It's most definitely a spiritual healing. Can you imagine somebody who has no sight, like the man that was born blind, and as an adult, Jesus gave sight for the very first time? He actually experiences what others tried to describe to him. Can you imagine trying to describe color, brightness, clarity to a a man that has no sight? Can you imagine somebody that's been crippled all of their life and they cannot walk, they cannot use their limbs, and then Jesus comes along and, and, and he gives them health? Wow. Can you imagine someone who is sick? Can you imagine those who Jesus dealt with and he, he gave hearing to the deaf and he uh, gave uh, 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 health to those who were crippled and sick, life to those who were dead? Can you imagine what had taken place physically for those people? It's even greater in the spiritual realm. The man that was born blind and they were trying to figure out what Jesus did to him. They were, were not satisfied with what had taken place. And it kept asking him questions and asked, how did he do? Who was this? He, he can't, a sinner can't do that. We know sinners can't do that. What, what happened to you? And so finally he says, he was frustrated. He says, I don't know this and I don't know that. Whereas I know one thing. I was blind and now I see. I'm looking at you with my eyeballs. And you can't deny that. Talk about, a, <laughs> talk about a, a, an impact of a person. Folks, that's, a, that's, that's illustrating a spiritual truth. You who were blind, but now see, just like me. I remember going to church and hearing the, the preacher and, and saying, I don't get it. I don't get it. What is it that everybody's so excited about? And, and, and what is this love that I see others that have for this one that they call their Savior? And, and what is it? And I don't see that. And I try to read the Bible, and there's nothing there. And there's, there's nothing of, of at all in my spiritual life. I don't have a spiritual life, blind. But then I come to know Christ, and I can see. And I'm looking with my spiritual eyeballs at you all today. It's a, it's, there's a big difference, folks. That illustrates the spiritual reality where someone that does not have sight. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like me. Once was blind. Well, I can't remember the, the words now, but anyway, you know the song. It's a great, great song. God's desire is for His, his creation to have health. Folks, did you, did you know that? Do you understand? If you, if you see God's original intent for you and me for mankind for his creature is for them to have pleasure and joy and enjoyment and life it was never god's it was never god's plan for us to experience pain or darkness or fear or emptiness or sorrow or loss or grief D- did you, under- do you do you understand what i'm saying it was never God's plan for us to go through the miseries and the sorrow of life that we do face today. It was never God's plan for us to go through loss and, and, and grief as we, as we know all too well. That all came about at man's fall, us choosing to break his laws. But since the results of our rebellion, sin and sorrow and separation... We all have a great stock in pain and sickness and death today. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 12, Wherefore is by one man, that's Adam, he sinned. And all of his uh, 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 seed then experiences the same thing. For is by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men. And folks, we know that. We know that all too well. (coughs) <coughs> because all of us have sinned. We can't get away from guilt and condemnation and death. Ezekiel 18:20, "The soul, God says, "The soul that sinneth it shall die." Hey folks, you're in a predicament. I'm in a predicament without Christ, Because of our sin, because of our nature and our choice, because of, of, of our who we are, the soul that sins, it shall die. I have a problem, and you have a problem. We're sinners. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned. That means you too, folks. Oh, well, well, preacher, I was raised in church, and I know all about Jesus. You're still a sinner. All of us are sinners. We, we have a sinful nature. That's proven from the cradle... To the grave. That is us. That's who we are. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're spiritually sick. We're spiritually crippled. We're spiritually separated from God. We don't have the life that we need from God. We need a physician. So first responders mirror the great physician because they are similar in that way. Because a first responder, just like the Lord, a first responder... Is like God by accurate diagnosis. If something were to happen, the first thing that an EMT or or fireman or whatever, there's somebody's hurt, and uh, and there's an emergency situation. The very first thing that they do is diagnose what's going on. They need to know what the problem is. In our case with uh, with my wife, the the first responder that showed up, the the very first guy that showed up, there was like, I don't know how. Uh, do you remember how many people were in our house at that time all of a sudden well no there was more than that there was the first wave came and then others came and there's more outside and it's like like hey I'm glad that y'all are here <laughs> I'm glad that we called this meeting together uh, but the very first guy that showed up he had a wrong diagnosis he says well no you know don't worry about it Mrs. Farnella you might be it might be this it might be that the second guy that came in he knew exactly what he was doing he was good he had an accurate diagnosis. Took pulse, and did this, you know, put the, uh, the the leads, and said, "No, no, this woman's having a heart attack. Get her to the hospital now." And you know what? So grateful, so grateful for somebody who knows what they're doing. And you know what? That's an EMT, somebody that 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 does right in that area. The first thing that they do is they must diagnose what the what the situation is, what the status is. The first thing the first responder does is to evaluate the situation. He diagnoses the problem. Hey guys, you know what our problem is? Luke 5:30. But the scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? They had a problem with Jesus, fraternizing with sinners. And Jesus answering and said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. He says, Hey, the problem is they're sick. The problem is, hey, we have a, 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 a population that is sick. A population that is dying. A population that is not healthy. A population that is, this is who we are, and that's a proper diagnosis. And he says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners, to repentance. And folks, your problem is sin. You want a proper diagnosis, whether you want to admit it or not? It doesn't change reality. You're a sinner I'm a sinner. We are all born into this thing where we have a sinful nature, and just like the song, "Hey, uh, there's there's none so dirty that He could not make worthy." Folks, we're dirty. We're we're the ones that are tainted. We're the ones that are that have rebelled. We're the ones that we have we have a heart that is that is estranged from God. Diagnosis: You're terminal. Diagnosis: I'm in trouble. First responders mirror the great physician by stabilizing the patient. After they come in and they give a, an accurate di- diagnosis, then they, they uh, stop the bleeding or they get air to the lungs or whatever it is that the, 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 the thing is that, that is important for them to, to uh, uh, address. And folks, you know whether it's easier or hard to take it, that's what they do. They stabilize the patient by giving exactly what's necessary. Ephesians 4.15 Bible says, "But speaking the truth in love, may grow up unto Him in all things which is the head, even Christ." We're, we're to speak the truth in love. That's what God does for us; tells us the truth in love. Now, sometimes you might not want to hear the truth. You might not want to, you know. You, you might would rather avoid uh, the the difficulty of of the truth. But you've got to, you've got to hear it. You've got to take it. Jesus always gave the truth with love, righteousness, and mercy together. The truth is that we're sinners and that, that before God, before the the holy courtroom, we're guilty and we're condemned. And we, we deserve the sentence of death, deserve the sentence of judgment for that sin, for our transgression. But God's mercy, he loves us. And so there's a problem here. There's, a, there's a, a, a difficulty where righteousness and truth have to get together. Psalm 85, verse number 10, the Bible says, Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Isn't that a wonderful thing to know that in Christ, mercy and truth, not just the truth of our sin, the truth of, our, of, of who we are, of the status, but mercy also has come together with that truth. In uh, John chapter 1 and verse number 17, the truth of our sin, our rebellion, our condemnation, and God's mercy and His peace from Jesus Christ's sacrifice. The Bible says, For the law was given by Moses. You know what the law is? The law of sin and death. And that is, this is God's standard, this is His perfection. If you, you fail, you're a transgressor, you're, you're a lawbreaker, <coughs> you're in need, you're a sinner. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Not just the truth, but grace, God's grace. Unmerited favor, his love, his mercy, his, his love poured upon his creation. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. See, the law demands that a righteous judge condemn the sinner. But a loving God provides his own son to die. In our place, See, the hard truth is that you'll die without the divine pardon. First responders mirror the great physician by accurate diagnosis, by stabilizing the patient, and then by countering the problem. Uh, that is, to get the heart pounding again, or whatever it is that the, the, the problem is there. We started with Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 4. Look at it with me. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. You see, this is what Jesus did. Jesus was the one who uh, he, he took the, the rap. He took the punishment. He, he stood in as the guilty party, but he was not guilty. We're the guilty ones. He was the substitution for us, the sinner. He was the one hanging on the cross like a criminal. He was the one that, was, that was, uh, 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 seemed to have the judgment of God, the condemnation of God upon him. When well, the father turns his back on Jesus and Jesus said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Well, because he was uh, uh, sin incarnate at the time. He was taking our punishment. He was the one that was dying for us. He was the one taking the, the, the judgment for us. And verse 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And therefore, with his stripes, we are healed. All we, like sheep, have, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity, the sin, the filthiness, the guilt, the dirtiness. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. What you need to do, folks, now listen very carefully, you need to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. See, now, um, the analogy of first responders and what God does, it kind of breaks down here because a first responder will come to uh, somebody who is on the street and they may be unconscious. Uh, like, for instance, when my wife uh, was in that uh, ambulance going to the to the uh, uh, hospital, she did not know what had taken place. She, she went in unconscious on the way, and that 's when they uh, you know revived her um, she She found out later that what I was gone, yeah, they said for two minutes, flat for two minutes. See a first responder will come uh, up to somebody who was unconscious, and they will they will try to do they'll, they'll they'll do everything that they can to save that person's life to give them what they need and and but you know that's where the analogy breaks down because first responders give their aid to the unconscious god only heals when it is accepted you see you're not unconscious to his offer and it's up to you. God will not force his life upon you. God will not force healing. God will not force uh, 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 sight and, and, and health and, and life. He will not force that upon you. The Bible says very clearly, John chapter 1, verse 12, but as many as received him. See, that's what you got to do, folks. You must receive Christ to receive his life. But as many as received him to them, Gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. See, folks, He's never going to force you to be saved. No, no, no. You must receive on your own. So what are you waiting for? You're waiting for Him to force His way in? Listen, friend, you're going to die and go to hell without Christ. If you don't pay attention to what I'm saying, you must receive Him. This is, the ball is in your court Jesus died for you and now it's your turn you must receive him to become born again just like it says to become a son of God every head bowed nobody we'll looking for just a moment friend if you're here and you've never been born again you've never received Christ as your personal savior but maybe you intend on it or maybe you're you're confused about it or or you know maybe you'll get around to it someday but you've you've never been born again and, and to this point you you can honestly say preacher i'm not saved